Greetings and welcome. Welcome back to another episode, Karishma. Thanks. I'm excited. It's late. It's Monday night, 7.15 p.m. currently. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not my best self right now. I'm not my worst self, but I'm definitely not my best self. I was getting, like, weird earlier. You know, when you're kind of tired and you just start doing weird shit? Yeah. Like singing songs. I'm weirdly, like, I'm, I'm quite relaxed. I just came back from a long weekend vacation that was quite unplanned. We planned it, like maybe five days ago and we just kind of left um and we spent some time at the beach and it was a nice private beach so like I wasn't worried about too many people being around because of COVID um it was actually really great very relaxing that's awesome who did you end up going with um Karthik obviously um my brother my, his, my sister-in-law and then their two kids Sean and it was great yeah Sean and Samaya very cute I'm very excited no I'm I just biked home from work. Bite. LOL. Who would have thunk Carissa on a bike <laughs> commuting to work? What a world we live in. <laughs> but I really thought that, so I thought that my meetings would wrap up earlier than they did today. So I did not bring like the, um, what's it called? Light that goes on the back in front of my bikes, like for nighttime. Oh, and yeah. so I was so nervous. So I like booked it home. Oh God. Um, that being how said, far is the commute? So normally it is a like it is about a twenty minute leisurely walk, fifteen minute walk when I'm like trying to get to work quickly. Yeah, uh, a really quick bike ride though. Nice, that's um, awesome. This time of night though, there's like a decent amount, not decent amount. There's some traffic because it's residential, so there's a lot of like stopping and going. And I'm mm-hmm. what's the word? Not good at it. So I've been working on that. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of late meetings, um, we kind of wanted to spend this time talking about like boundaries and boundaries in in all ways, right? Not just about boundaries between work and life and, you know, this concept of balance, but also just boundaries all around in friendships and relationships, um, you know, in the things that we hold ourselves to in general. And I think you and I are not very good at boundaries. We're really bad at boundaries. Well, that's right. Um, it's so true. I <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it is. But <laughs> I'd like to say, and in all honesty, I've gotten more comfortable with setting them. I've gotten more comfortable with maintaining them once I've set them. Nice. I still struggle to determine when it is that I set them. And I think that's in all facets of things. Like, prior to this, our natural prep call was like, what's going on in your life? And I was, I think it's become evident to folks like you and then, and then some of my other friends that I, I initially left Bloomberg, right? Or my old place of work. Can I say the name? I don't know. I didn't, did I sign something again? I don't know. Um, I initially left that role because I didn't have enough boundaries, I think in my life, in my work, but I realized Mm -hmm. I didn't have them, but in a different way. I don't have them now, but I I don't mind that. It's now that I need to set up time boundaries of like when I will be working and when I will not be working. Right. Yeah, I think that's important, right? Like boundaries can mean different things to different people. And and to many, for good reason, it can mean I have the hours in which I work and outside of these hours I don't work because there's other things in my life that I need to care for that are high priority. Um, But for others, it doesn't necessarily need to mean the hours. Like you and I don't have the restrictions that many have. Like we don't have children to take care of, right? Like (laughs) I would never have a child to take care of. Right. Unless Um, on the unfortunate event that someone who loves me leaves me their child, in which case I will then be the best godmother. So plug. 
Yeah. Fair. And you can probably be my child's godmother. Oh, fuck yeah. Anyway, so what is, like, a boundary, for example, that you have set that's working for you right now? It could be anything. Something that I've set and is working? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of... Oh. Um, <laughs> so, admittedly, I, I think... Okay, I don't know how to explain this. It's because a lot of, I think, new things happened quite quickly. So when I first started the job, right, that natural instinct of you want to hustle, you want to get up, like, trained up, you want to be good at your job Uh so you put in a lot of effort and then I think I did a good job of like reaching a homeostasis once I like did that initial plateau and then hit that next tier right of I think I'm getting more responsibility I really like what I'm doing I think there are spaces that I can grow and learn from and parts of like our product that I need to become more familiar with etc and so now I feel like I've taken it upon myself yet again to push those boundaries Uh I have been getting very good though at not of just being okay, being done, knowing that certain things are not complete. So right. I, I used to get so much anxiety when that to-do list was never clean. Um, that is infeasible in my current job. Yeah. <laughs> just not an option. So I've gotten more comfortable with actually prioritizing and setting a boundary after priorities have been met. Yeah. that's And I think so much of it is self-imposed. Like a lot of the anxiety we feel, a lot of the lack of boundaries – For you and I especially, a little bit is self-imposed in that, like, it's been, what, like, three or four months since you started this this new job? Um, Yeah. So in those three or four months, you just talked about how you've gotten, like, to multiple different emotions of where you are. Like, first it was the learning and the learning curve, and then it was like, cool, I got this, and now more responsibility until you're on the up and up again. And all that happened within three or four months, and so I think what you and I kind of struggle with sometimes, that I think both of us are getting better at, but we still struggle with sometimes, is recognizing that, like, yo, it's fine. We're we're very high-performing, high-achieving individuals who constantly want more. And it's amazing that we want more, and that's part of our identities. But also there's moments where we've got to, like, it's cool. You know? Like, take a step back. Yes, and I guess no. So I agree with that in theory, right? It's the ability to intellectualize, like you're saying, anxieties. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing that I think personally I have a very hard time disassociating with is – and when I say creating boundaries – I, I think we've actually talked about this when it comes to like what we want from our careers. I've learned more and more that I don't want to be quote unquote the best. Like I used to have this like unhealthy attachment with winning and like mm-hmm. being the best because it was so tightly tied to my self-worth and my value. And like I thought, especially because I don't, I don't want children and I'm quite open about that, that I don't want that nuclear family, that the only value I have is tied to my performance at work. Um, I have since moved past that after a lot of oof, long stares in the mirror uh, and professional <laughs> services of therapists and all that good stuff. But this idea of like having to prove yourself constantly, like I no longer feel like I'm proving myself to me. And that's where I got stuck in that really unhealthy anxiety, I think. And I still struggle with that where uh, it comes down to like, defending my core existence which sounds like incredibly dramatic but is I think where my anxieties are rooted in and I've been moving Mm -hmm. past those so now it's more I want to grow and I want to learn and I want to be as good as I can be in this role but that boundary that I've set up now is I no longer have to be the objective best Mm. yeah 
No, I, I think that's... So we talked about best friends in the last episode, and I'm kind of thinking on a different note now, like friendships and boundaries and friendships. Like so much of the time I find that like when I set really good boundaries at work, I'm not setting good boundaries with the people in my life. And then when I'm really good at setting boundaries with the people in my life outside of work, I'm not good at sending, setting boundaries at work. Like I have not yet mastered the art of like setting boundaries in my whole life and being okay with that and and not pushing anywhere uncomfortably um so like right now for example i'm doing a really good job setting boundaries at work and i'm not doing a good job setting boundaries with my personal life it's very like like everyone you know i'll say yes to everything and everyone can come over and I, like it's just like i'm inviting everything and everyone into my life when like i know that that's not comfortable for me and i have other things i'd rather spend my energy on um yeah what does a boundary look like for you yeah that's a good question so for me it's like at work I will say it is time bound to an extent so I'm not so much like I need to log off at 5 p.m or 6 p.m but it is like I find I have learned over the years that like once I start getting past like the 50 55 hour mark per week that I'm working I feel my mental energy draining. I feel my anxiety going up. I feel the things that like keep me healthy, like my dancing and things like that, like falling through the cracks. And that's where I'm like, okay, that's my boundary, right? So it's not so much time bound on a daily basis, but it is time bound on like a weekly or like monthly basis where I'm like, I have done too much this month for my own mental health. And so I need to say no to projects or I need to delegate more or things like that. And then at in my life or like with my friends and family it's it's more along the lines of like I need to not commit so I I'm always quick to commit to like doing things seeing people um having people over hosting cooking etc um and I burn myself out in my personal life in that way and I need to just learn to like if I don't want to even if I've said no the past two times I can say no a third time, like, if that's what I need. Um, and that person might be annoyed with me and pissed off at me, but, like, that's what I need. And so it's it feels a little bit selfish, and maybe that's why I'm not good at doing it in both aspects of my life, because I still feel, like, a sense of guilt um, and that, like, it's ex- incredibly selfish of me, but I know that, like, things start falling through the cracks when I don't do that, so. I think that's a really fair assessment, too, and that level of guilt right of not being everything for everyone all the time mm-hmm. um can be exhausting especially like right now you're a manager and you have to be that like key piece right mm-hmm. I have so much freedom I think now if I'm not managing people because I don't feel that weight of yeah of being on all the time but also right. being on not just for myself but being on for other people like that level of support maybe that's why I'm not fit for motherhood oh wow oh oh wow chris has just had a realization about her entire life while talking on this podcast oh so i thought it was kind of like more like i'm just like wouldn't be great at being a mom but i really think that it's a deep-seated fear of like letting someone down like i'm supposed to love wow that's something that's another topic um (laughs) if anyone can tell like i'm also like very much just had like i started looking like i was like oh wow there's a lot of things in my life that I think actually moving away has helped me to unpack. 
And yeah. one of them is that it's okay for me not to be everything for everyone. I used mm-hmm. to feel um, disappointed in myself if I couldn't be there for a friend. Right? So, for instance, I really struggle with people pushing me away. Um, even if it's what they need. And I did not become secure in that, actually. You don't know this. Um, until uh, earlier this year, when you needed time after um, your grandparent passed away. And we mm-hmm. were talking a lot about it. And you just said, like, hey, I need space. I have never been, I think, in a comfortable space enough with a close friend where they come back. And so mm-hmm. I think immediately when it happened, I got super nervous because there's nothing that I could actively do and I just had to respect that boundary of like, you need a time. And mm. I trusted enough that when things were good that we would connect again, right? And mm-hmm. I think I was so nervous because we weren't working together and yeah. I didn't know what would hold us. And that's why when I said like this move was really, I think a big piece for me is like, I've learned that there are relationships that I wanna carry through and that level of trust where I don't need that constant okay. It, helps me to then say no to things too right like yeah and I also think it's important to recognize like what what you need from a friendship or a relationship um mm-hmm. and your boundaries will will kind of happen accordingly so there's people right who like a close friend or a close anyone close in their life whether it's a coworker, or a friend a family it doesn't even matter like anyone who they feel is close to them they need that person to be present physically and constantly talked to and be talking with and things like that um and then there's other people who don't need that at all and they're okay with like touching base you know every six months and like it's like things never changed right and there's but most of us are in between right i think most of us are like there's some combination of that we have friends where we want that a lot we have friends where we don't need that like it's something in between and it takes work to figure out for each and every relationship what feels good to both people and where compromises can be made and i think that's why boundaries are so hard because a boundary that works for you may not work for the other person yeah. whoever the that other person is whether it's a coworker, it could even just be a project like a friend a family member like just because it works for you doesn't mean that it works for the other side of that equation and that's why i think we all have such a hard time setting them because you feel like you're constantly letting someone down or if you're not letting them down, then you're giving them the opportunity to let you down because you took time for yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's like, and I think it causes, at least for me, it causes so much anxiety. But like, I, I don't know, like I feel like the past couple of months have just been so eye-opening. Like now thinking back to them, it didn't feel like this during the process, but now thinking back to the last couple of months, like I have spent the last couple of months almost every hour of the day like setting boundaries in some way and some of them worked and some of them didn't and some of them I'm still struggling with and some of them are biting me in the ass right now but like (laughs) it like overall I'm happier than I was two months ago even though I've lost some things along the way and like maybe that is I don't know a sacrifice a trade-off that I was willing to make I, I don't know and I also think it depends where you are in life and what you need you know in that given moment I hit like a low. <laughs> it oh, wasn't clear. Oh. I hit a low. Oh, I was there. <laughs> I also and but that's the thing too, right? Um, I realize that my personality type as well is oftentimes like a fixer, not because I view people yep. to be fixed, but because I get. We talked about this. I get so sad when I can't make somebody else 
feel better. And, right. and it's that level of responsibility. And like you said, I think it's honestly, right, it's a projection of, of, of things that I wish sometimes people would do for me, right? It is that level of care. Mm-hmm. And so that reciprocity when it's met means a lot to me. And so I always try to bestow it to other people. Because also, have you noticed that I push away and deflect from any type of um, care? (laughs) Indeed you do. It might be uh, a default, even, of behavior. Yeah, well, I think last episode you were like, best part of the pandemic, I don't need to hug anyone. Oh, 100%. Uh... So one of my coworkers, who is so lovely, she listened to it and she's like, "I hope I I'm good. To, I'm glad to know that you don't like hugs." And I was like, "It's important <laughs> for everyone to know this." Uh, yeah. But in terms of even the pandemic, I will say, it has. I'm hoping maybe given other people the opportunity to set these boundaries without that level of guilt, even on a surface level. Like I know we've gone through them with like different scenarios and different relationships, but even sometimes I. I don't know about you, I would feel guilty, just peer pressure, I don't even know if guilty is the right word, just shitty, when it's like Friday night and I'm not doing anything. I'm jazzed to go home and do nothing. Mm. I think it's given me permission to want those things and not feel guilty or have to make up an excuse for wanting to stay in on the weekends. Absolutely, I think that the pandemic has definitely given me the space to feel good about those things. I, um, I also think it depends who you surround yourself with on a daily basis, like, Karthik and I are both very, like, home people, and so, like, our default setting is stay in. Um, but, and, like, when when Shivani and I were living together um, in Jersey City, so for those who don't know, I, you know, moved out of Jersey City, like, right when the pandemic started. Um, but I was previously living with one of my closest friends, Shivani, and her and I are, like, opposites in that way, where, like, she also really appreciates her alone time, but... Most of the times when she has that free night, she wants to go out and do something. And most of the time, I don't. <laughs> and so, yeah, there were moments we had to, like, push each other and, like, find that compromise. But in most cases, we pushed each other in the right ways where, like, I really needed to get out. Like, I really needed to expand my horizons, make more friends, like, do all those things. And I've met so many people and gotten close to so many people through her. And she, I think, needed that, like, opposite side of that where, like, she needed to find comfort in, like, being where she is and being present in the moment. Um, And we really helped each other out with those things, which is, I think, what brought us so close together. But, yeah, in terms of, like, guilt and boundaries, I think it really depends who you surround yourself with and also your comfort level in being honest of what you want and need with those people. Um, And it's like, I wish there was like a a formula to it because there really isn't. Like it takes work and it takes time. Um, And that's what makes it so shitty. (laughs) The awkward (laughs) laugh because it's so... I, I was just going to ask you, we're talking about respecting boundaries and setting boundaries, but then here comes this whole plot twist of pushing someone's boundaries, right? In the comfortable, right. respectful way, because you push my boundaries all of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I have been challenged so much this last year or so. I think I've challenged a lot of people as well. In my yeah, life. Like I know, absolutely. I know like I've challenged a lot of my relationships like with my family and things like that. Maybe they don't yeah. know that I'm challenging, whatever. I think I am. But, no, I think you definitely are. You've definitely challenged me in some regards and, like, helped me learn and grow in a way that was uncomfortable, but, like, I needed. 
Yeah. And and so maybe too, right, that like you said, it really helps to bond people when you know there's no formula for it, right? It's that level of like perhaps gut intuition, perhaps magic, but it happens. And those are the really, the good parts and the parts that make everything worthwhile, right? Because you always have a default setting, but there's that perfect crux of time and place and person and circumstance that you can change. Yeah, and I think, um, and we talk about this a lot in like a work setting, but I think it applies in a personal life setting as well, where like in order to push someone's boundaries and for them to take it constructively and for a person to actually grow, they need to trust you. Like you can't push someone's boundaries effectively and constantly if that person does not believe and trust you. Um, And again, I'm like, I'm like a broken record. Building that trust takes work. And like my biggest like annoyance is when someone tries to tell me that I'm doing something wrong or that I need to like look at something from a different viewpoint when I'm like, who like who are who what like who are you you don't understand my situation you don't know me you know when like someone doesn't know me personally and deeply and they try to challenge those boundaries I naturally get defensive and I think a lot of people do and like that's a weakness that's a weakness of myself as well right like I need to keep a more open mind but I think it's extremely difficult to push someone's boundaries effectively even if you are right when you haven't built that trust in that setting so I'll give you an example when my dad gives me career advice I'm like Abs- absolutely fucking not nope <laughs> not happening right versus when he gives me advice on like buying a home and a mortgage and like savings accounts yeah I believe him because he has built a business from the ground up and he had to really think about those things right and like there's just certain areas where like of course I trust my father but like in certain contexts like you have not built that credibility and trust with me because you just haven't had those experiences and so I'm not going to take you pushing me and challenging my viewpoints seriously um and I think that's okay like the same way you wouldn't take advice from me on like I I don't know like dating because I I've been dating Karthik for seven years. Because I'm so great at it. (laughs) Um, Like, nor should you take advice from me on, like, you know, sleeping around or whatever. (laughs) Like, whatever it is. Like, I'm not going to take career advice (laughs) from someone, my father. I don't know where this is going. I feel like this is the part that I'm going to edit out because I don't (laughs) understand. And I am equally confused to all of our viewers. Um, (laughs) But I agree. And Uh, But something that you mentioned that I kind of want to circle back to is you're mentioning two things, right? Someone having credibility, right? Established in that space. And then not just trusting that person, but I think trusting that that person genuinely has your best interests at heart. For instance, your father. Yeah. Has his has your best interests deep down, right? But perhaps yeah, doesn't but perhaps doesn't have that second piece of the credibility for you to accept it, right? Because just because someone's giving you valid advice and it comes from a good place, doesn't mean that I'm always in the right space to to accept it. And, like, it's a lock right. and key. Just, like, proteins and enzymes. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't... I can't stress. That's... Perhaps that is the only thing I remember from biology. That and the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I don't know any science. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. But I, I say that only because I feel like I am never really in the position to be giving anybody life advice doesn't stop me. I don't think I'm ever in the position, but I do find that I am most effective 
when I'm able to ask questions. Because then mm. they can arrive at the answer, right? Like, they don't need me. I have very little street cred. My life is great, objectively. But the choices I make, questionable some, <laughs> most days. Yeah, it's fair. Like, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Um, it's the whole reason I think that we have this podcast, is to talk through these things. Because if it, uh, if it were easy, then we would not have the saying of a quarter-life crisis. Oh, God, yeah. I'm definitely, like, in the, the the middle, like, the crux of my quarter-life crisis right now. That's a thing that's happening. Um, no, but I even think, like, the, the other thing I wanted to quickly mention was, like, even in some of our, like, closest, most trusted relationships, pushing boundaries is hard. Like, when Karthik and I push each other's boundaries, like, it's... It doesn't feel good. We get awkward. People get quiet. People get angry, right? Like, in their most trusted relationships. And that's just... Like, I I almost feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, going back to our primal roots of, like... The fuck are you going with this? Of, like, it's a defense mechanism. It's, like, an evolved defense mechanism of, like, me trying to protect myself just because I'm going to do the things that I know, you know? And when someone challenges that, it's, like oh shit that's unfamiliar and like that's pushing my boundaries in a way that I did not expect or understand and so it's just like nope shut down you know oh yeah I don't know do I shut down I don't think you shut down I do think you get defensive and I think you and I are similar in that way both of us don't (laughs) shut down we get defensive but I but I know others, like, literally shut down, like, won't speak to you for half an hour, even in, though they're sitting in the same room as you. Because in they my just, mind, like, I'm thinking of a single conversation, and I think you know exactly what conversation I'm thinking about. I don't. The one from, when you're talking about me being on the, def- like, getting defensive and getting all kinds of riled up, what conversation do you think about? The DNI conversation? Yep. <laughs> What could I, when, when you said, I'll F them up or something. Oh, I, I said, let me like F slash backslash you, meaning follow up, which and apparently I'm, is not like a thing. And you thought it was fuck them up. And yeah. I, and you were like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, oh, Chris was really passionate about me following up with this person. But I think, yeah, yes, I, I definitely get defensive and. I feel it now and I'm trying to get myself more in check uh, to an extent. Sometimes I still do it because I think people need to hear it. I right. I sometimes, I don't know, I get... So one of the perhaps spot, most spot-on choice or life advice that my mother has ever given me is the following. Um, expect nothing from anybody. And this idea of maybe I... I probably do. I definitely do. Um, I create. I, I fail to create boundaries because I fail to acknowledge that they should exist. Meaning that perhaps I've set right. an unrealistic boundary that's just not feasible for that situation. I'm often. Ex- I don't. I don't want to get ever into the habit of positioning myself to be let down again like that's happened so many times that I just stopped so I yeah absolutely tend to expect bare minimum and unfortunately I think that sometimes translates to thinking that you deserve the bare minimum which is so far from true yeah and so it's finding that hyper balance between the two and I think it's 
hard. <laughs> so trite, but hard. Yeah, and I think um, if we don't check ourselves and, and, like, if we don't say, like, oh, we can't let it go down that route, like, that's really what leads to so many, like, I don't know, just, like, so much anxiety and, like, mental health stuff, right? Where, like, both you and I have separately talked a lot about, like, oh, yeah, we are, like, to some extent, like, this is on us. Like, I set a lot of expectations for myself that I then don't meet. <laughs> and then I'm like, wow, I really suck, man. Like, I'm the worst. And then I'm like, and then Karthik will step in and be like, no one fucking expected you to do that. You didn't even tell anyone you were doing that. And then you're beating yourself up for not doing it. Like, literally no one knows. <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing hysterically at this right now because that's so spot on. Like, I don't know that type of realization but also remembering and just like believing and this sounds so fucking cheesy and i am mm, mm, i kind of regret thinking this but you do have a lot of control to some extent right in that perspective piece of Mm -hmm. yes i i have a hard time balancing where my anxieties come from some of them are i think well i know come from my brain but then how many of them are manifestations of other chemical imbalances versus how many of them are heightened because I'm right. also like a trier? I don't even know. And I think it's a wasted effort now at this point in my life to try because I only have five more years of living. Oh, so God. I, I've just accepted that I can be reactionary to them, but I can be like, I can set up things ahead of time so that I'm not just reacting in the most volatile ways. Um, no, I know I what you mean though. Um, I know what you mean and that it's like I don't really know I think I think that like perspective and like recognizing where I'm too hard on myself and things like that help and they are like things that I don't know like maybe in the short term make me feel better and if I really work on it probably will in the long term but I don't know if they're the solution right and that's why everybody if you are feeling some type of way Seek seek real help from a real professional, oh. not Carissa Zukowski and Chris Mama Twenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't stress. If you take anything away from our podcast, it's that everyone should be in therapy. Yeah, seriously. Um. Anyway, I think um this episode could turn kind of dark, huh? All of them have gotten this way. It's because I'm in a have mood. They? I'm in a mood. I'm also in a mood. It's been it's been a weird week. <laughs> it's been a weird year. Yeah. I can't believe it's October, basically. I can't wait for you to come visit me. Oh, I'm so excited to come visit you. Me too. Um, on that note, I think we should end this episode. It has been a pleasure. Um, anyone who's listening to this, I'm sure throughout this episode, you thought of maybe a boundary that you've set or a boundary that you're failing to set or a boundary that you're failing to maintain. I think it's worth to just take a step back and think about the boundaries that we really care about. Well... On that note, it has been a wonderful episode. It is now 7.47 p.m. on a Monday night. And yeah, that's all, folks.